Sentire Media. God, are we getting back to tw- once a week podcasts? We may be. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. It's the 7th of April. Uh, Pasqueta, little Easter, has has come and gone. The holiday is over. Thank you for downloading our podcast. My name is Jason, joined by my wife, Ashley. Together we run, own, and operate La Tavola Marque on a snowy April 7th. Yes. Ciao tutti. It is. We had, uh, we'll talk all about Easter, but boy. It was a shock to wake up this morning to a few inches of snow on the ground and light snow showers today. It is not what I expected when you think of April showers bring May flowers. I uh, think they're going to kill the May flowers. The, it wasn't what the Italian weatherman had to say either. It never is. It never is, <laughs> is it? This was like not even close to being uh, uh, reported. No, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, today, Like I said, today's April 7th. It's... 8.15 in the morning, we woke up to snow and don't feel like cleaning because, I, just, I don't know, I just don't feel like cleaning anything. I know, morning. I was um, <laughs> talking on the phone to mo- to, um, earlier on Skype and I was like, ah, if it's snowing like this and blustery, it, it makes me want to watch movies. <laughs> that is not possible because we are exactly 14 days from our first guests. I know, no Which movies. is kind of crunch time. <laughs> it is crunch time. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Easter. Easter was great. This year, mm-hmm. we went uh, had Easter Sunday with the Godster. We went with his family, his nieces, nephews, about 15 of us in total, to a place called Ch- uh, Ceramella, which is, uh, well, it's the name of the house. It's uh, above Apecchio and way, like, in the, like, if you think we Deep. live in a rural area, this is up in the hills where, you, like, we haven't been there in a year, basically, and we were going down the road being like, did we miss it? Because we've been driving. I was just going to say that. Um, the directions to our house include, if you think you've gone too far, you're almost there, and that is definitely the case to this house. I, we did. We just kept thinking, did we miss it? Did we miss the turn? We are just keep going. What's going on? And we finally arrived, and it was a horribly blustery day, and we have these northerly winds, and it's cold. And kind of that sleet. They had had snow that morning, but it was warm and cozy with a big fireplace ablaze. They had a 300-year-old stone um, oven that was cooking. And wood oven. They ha- wood oven, sorry. And they had um, lamb, chicken, we- and potatoes. And my God, those potatoes were so good. Yeah, we Capoletti. Uh, Easter here around here always starts off with Crescia di Pasqua. And we've talked about Crescia. It's this light egg cheesy bread that they that uh, is made always around this it comes in two forms salato with the cheese or cre- uh cresce dolce uh which is the one with um it's sweet with uh some is it candied fruit or yeah. just candied orange it depends on who's making right. it and and uh, most of the time um raisins and the savory one is got a lot of names depending on where you're from it's cresce di pasqua it's also called um easter Pizza, <laughs> it's called uh, pizza di Pasqua, pizza di Pasqua, um, or la brusca, brusca. So it depends on where you're from, but um, in this kind of Marche, Umbria, Tuscany, Emilia Romagna re- region, uh, you will always find Crescia di Pasqua. And a f- funny side note: we were at Gaggi's house. The oh, night the night before. before. Um, <laughs> now here, here's <laughs> the thing about so here's funny. the thing about the leading up to and through Easter. It's nonstop eating. I swear to God. It's just eating, eating. That's it's like all, Christmas. It, it is kind of like Christmas. So 
the night before Easter, we went to Gaji's house and had um, just some some stuff, but Christian de Pasqua. And then they got to telling us that they have procured eight of these loaves of Cresce Brusca for uh, the freezer. And, well, no, they said they had, oh, they said, oh, we've been given eight, you know, between gifts. almost ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cresce de Pasqua for gifts from all of our travels, visiting friends. And, and Jason and I looked at each other like, oh, Shit, we both knew it when we got in the car. We mentioned it going, you know, you know that over half of those, six of those eight are going in the freezer and they're coming back out at Christmas or at weird times of the year. And it's the classic, you can never tell, can you? And they're so freezer burned by then. And it's hysterical. We just thought, oh, Shit, shit, we're, we're going to be, be eating, eating this freezer burn crochet for months now. <laughs> In October, yep. when you see that crochet at Gaji's house, you'll uh, know when, where that, when that came from. Yes. And it's hysterical. They do it every year. They'll bust <laughs> it out like six, eight months later and be like, tastes just like the day it was made. <laughs> like, no. I don't think they have any taste buds left. <laughs> God. Plus, there was the dueling radio TV going on when oh we were there. Oh, my God. This is so hysterical. <laughs> so, Gaji loves watching Telejornale, the um, the news. He's, he's, like, obsessed with watching all the newses. And on a side note with that, they had a different news anchor. And Jason goes, wait, where's the women? Because he always talks uh, about how ugly the women are and calls them carchofi artichoke faces. And he goes, Oh, it's an Easter gift from the station. They gave us someone not so ugly to look at today. <laughs> um, so um, a a football match, a soccer match that uh, Rosanna from it was her hometown team playing, and it wasn't on regular TV. You had to have the Sky, you know, the Sky package Ish. for Calcio for soccer. So she had it on the radio in the corner of the kitchen. Well, Gaji, Gaji had the uh, the news on. So they had dueling volumes. So, uh, you know, you'd hear the, the announcer on the uh, radio start, blah, 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 he's coming down, blah, 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 blah. and Rosanna would turn up the sound on, turn up the volume on the radio. Well, Gaji would then turn up the volume <laughs> on the TV. And this went back and forth for like five minutes until both the TV and the radio are at full volume. And I can't hear eat like either. And then they have to yell at each other. <laughs> And yell over and yell over, over the volume. The volume of both of these. It was a typical beautiful Easter. It was awesome. Oh yeah, I mean it was hysterical. I mean, you just think, no, that's family. That is family. <laughs> uh, so after, so the next morning, uh, we we went over to Gaji's nephew's house, and um, this house in the middle of nowhere is their country house. They live in Fano. Um, and it's been in their family for God knows how long. But it was great. We played Tumbala, which is bingo. And everyone at first was like, first of all, I don't know. Everything has a season here. So whether it's gelatos only served until in summer to strawberries to, you know, panettone is only eaten at Christmas. I guess you're only allowed to play tombola bingo at Christmas. Cause they at all Christmas kept going, New Year's. Oh, it's not Christmas. It's not Christmas. I said, any day is good to play tombola. Well, I ran the house when we left. I was like, thank you all for your money. I enjoyed playing with you very much. It was a blast, though. Once, once we pulled out the tumble, everyone got into it. It but was great. But Jason but- ate himself into a um, midday nap and oh, so fell bad. asleep in the corner like an old man. Oh, it was awesome. Here's the why. Okay. Now, Italian lunches this time uh, for these big holidays go literally all day. We got there at 1130, and we didn't – We, we were the at, last to arrive. We were the last to arrive at 1130, and at – what was it? Five something. 
it finally broke up. So it's this is what I love about like that's a crazy day of all that. But I love it's totally cool after lunch to sit in a chair by the fire and take a little twenty minute nap. And I did it, and it was great. <laughs> it was hysterical. Gaji was uh, pretty well lit, and um, oh, he was wasted. He I think was. Gaji was. He was enjoying himself, but uh, yeah, Jason missed. Um, the sweets. He fell asleep for dessert, but uh, it was okay. a great time. The there was a lot of talk about the um, the oven and how to use it, and Gaji had to mutts and futz with everything. Everyone was missing Gaji's brother Johnny. Johnny. Johnny knows how to use the oven. Johnny does know how to use the oven, <laughs> um, but it came out great. They did a whole lamb, and they did. Um, I don't think it was chicken. I think it was capone, capons, whatever. Was it was delicious. Did you hear Gaji's sister? They like. Um, uh, so Gaji and his sister and then like the rest of their family, like nieces and nephews and some of that. And she, I think she's older than Gaji. Really? Um, then she, she looks, well, then she looks great. Well, she, it was just so funny because she's at the end of the other end of the table from where I am. And I'm sitting near her son who, you know, is in his forties or so. And she's quietly saying, you know, uh, did you do this to the chicken? Did you, it would have just sit normally when I do it. That's what she kept saying. Normally when I do it, this is how I do it. And she just, they, I love how she was so much like her brother, like Gaji of these kind of backhanded compliments or it's good. It's not quite how I would have done it. it my way comes out really saporito, very, very flavorful <laughs> or very moist. And this is a good way too. but <laughs> the thing I really like about it, we are so far away from our families and we, it's really felt mm. Like family, yeah, and the yelling and well, I don't know. I came from a yeller. Me too. Family. So feels good. The yelling and the chaos and the the uh, flipping shit and all that. It was really a fun. It was really really a great time. Too many people in the kitchen. Yeah, and yep. it's great. And then it doesn't end. Then that's just Easter. Then we have Pasquetta, Little Easter or Luna di Pasqua, Easter Monday, and that's a whole other day of eating. So, uh, yes. Now, normally you eat Easter at, with what, – what's the saying? It's like Easter with family. Um, Easter, Easter con toy – or Pasquetta con toy uh, – or Pasqua con toy. Noi. No, noi I don't know. It's something know. about Easter with your family, Easter Monday with, with your friends. With your friends. Um, so we went out to lunch with some friends at uh, a place in Urbania, and that was another three and a half hours. Jason was like, we looked down at the watch, and it's like 4.30, and he's like, oh, my God, why do I forget that a lunch isn't an hour? <laughs> it never is. An hour. Uh, I'm not, not an hour. Just, you know, an hour and a half, an hour 40. No, no, no. Three plus hours, and it was like, all right, we got to go because we had an Italian lesson at five. So. Exactly. And then it continues today, too. We weren't able to make it to some friend's house, um, Carla and Gigi, who have a farm by Urbina. We've talked about them before with the pig farm. And we weren't able to make their festivities, so they said, So now we're coming tonight to for more, dinner more for more food. I'm done <laughs> eating. so full. I'm so fat. I after, know. after six weeks of eating foie gras and pate and cheese and bread in France and then coming here and being here for 10 days and then four days of no work and just eating, it's, I'm done. I'm I done. Know. I feel it. It's time to get moving. It's time. I think well, we probably said that the last podcast too. <laughs> As we sit on our asses oh, and well, I like fell and did some weird thing to my groin and some spastic move. So I've been out of commission for outdoor work for a few days and it's time. 
So that was uh, that was Easter, and it's time to get back to normalcy. The the next six weeks are filled with different holidays. So there's Prima Maggio, Venti Cinque, uh, 25 of April. Um, then there's two June, something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple. The, this is the kind of the period of a. Uh, it's starting it's the starting. spring holidays and into summer. Um, crazy weather as we open as we talked about when we opened the podcast. Um, snow woke up to snow this morning, kind of like icy, weird snow. Yeah, it was like that ice cream that is just little balls, <laughs> where it was not. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like astronaut know, ice cream. It did. <laughs> That's so weird. Not astronaut ice cream. That's the dehydrated. Oh yeah, not one. the astronaut one, but the little dot. Yeah, the, the little dots. dot ice cream. It wasn't hail, but it was this weird. <sighs> Frozen snow. Yeah, it's all, I don't know. In it's little tiny balls. And I'm sure. I know one family in Boston who probably doesn't want to hear. No, of our dusting that, of snow. Yeah, our dusting <laughs> of snow as they're still digging out. But uh, so that's kind of weird. And um, all the uh, fruit trees have blossomed. So I hope that we'll see. We'll know within the next 24 hours if all the uh, blossoms just fall off. Then it will not be a good fruit year for no. the plums and apricots God, and- especially after last year's like bumper crop of plums where we had trees we didn't even know were plum trees producing plums we had like five different six different varieties of plums growing it was incredible and remember we just we brought all those plums to uh maki yeah to the we, gelato shop yeah. we couldn't even eat them all and we were giving away to all the guests in the rooms when they arrived they'd have a basket of plums and you're right i will be watching these trees that have already started to see whew, what, what happens? Happened. Thankfully, the cherry tree did Had, not. No. Neither have did the a, apple tree, but it, the plums did. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, before we had a, the nice weather before Easter, and we got down our potatoes. So potatoes oh, were in yeah. the ground. We also uh, I weeded through the I weeded the garlic, and we also how's it looking? Uh, it looks good. It, it's looking good. It, it's it's there. So. It's muddy as hell down there. That's yeah. why I didn't go. <laughs> and um, then we also. Um, uh, kind of built up the um, built, you know, cleaned up the fava beans that are that are about. Yeah, they're starting to flower. So, but they're like shin high, not yeah, knee high. No, 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 they're not. They're not ready yet. But we build up the. We kind of break up with the hoe. We break up the soil around them and kind of build up a little bit of soil around each plant. Jason wants to have raised beds this year. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for our last year, but it's so stupid to try to amend the soil for the whole garden. Why not just make raised beds and concentrate on the amending the soil that the plants are actually in? And it'll be easier with raised beds for weeding because then I can just take a rototiller down the middle of the walking paths and break up all the the weeds mm-hmm. uh, or or some or n- another way instead of um i think it would look really pretty too it's a ton of work it's our last year do you really want to put in all that that work into doing that here now it's maybe some, some. well we're definitely cutting down like on the for tomatoes. like the lettuces you kind of already do that but make it bigger like isn't the lettuces kind of a raised bed mm, no it's not really it's just a little patch that we oh. kind of square off i'm talking about proper with a little bit of well, wood. maybe something like the lettuces that come back and that are. I'm not. I'm not opposed to putting a few things in raised mm-hmm. beds, but to put the whole garden in no. raised beds. That's years of you know you do a yeah. few a year <laughs> over and you know three years later your whole garden's in raised beds. Um, but we'll we'll say it's still snowing out, so I don't really feel in the garden spirit just yet. No, I hear you. <laughs> Um, 14 days till guests come. We were, uh, talking about, um, what to get the Godster for. We have to get him. He, 
lately he's been really and i know we talked about the gaji a lot this podcast but we've just spent basically yeah. the last <laughs> five days with him so uh every all the time now since uh he knows we're selling our business he tells us he wants his cut he, he wants does. money. Money. <laughs> Can't speak many words in English, but money is one of them. He and he always money. says it like that. Yep. Um, so we're thinking about what can we do for the guy that's super hard to shop for or get a gift for? Like, he doesn't accept gifts well. Um, you know, a gift for Gaji is a really nice bottle of scotch that always yeah. goes over real well. Or if you know he needs a piece of equipment. Like, exactly. Oh, you know, last winter, you know, last spring his whatever chainsaw broke well that's yeah, a didn't you get gift. him like a welding thing or something yeah we got time. him a welder because as well you know those are great gaji gifts but what do you get a real gift like as a real thank you yeah as a real thank you so we were thinking of doing a gaji tours america and bring dun, in, dun, dun. Dun, 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 and bring in the old gajster to a um, gaji and uh rosana his wife to america for I don't know. How long can we do Gaji I don't know. It's, it both sounds like a great idea and an absolute disaster <laughs> at the same time. Like, the idea to show him where we're from, he's shown us so much about his area and, and taught us so Italian. much. Yeah, and how to be Italian. And he loves America. He loves the idea. And he loves old westerns. and Clint Eastwood. Yes. So I think it would be really fun to... Part of it is the fun of the idea of the culture shock it would be. Oh, the fish so out of water. it's slightly sadistic, the fun that we would be <laughs> putting him into these crazy situations, taking him to San Francisco, going to Oklahoma, or go Texas. to a rodeo in Texas. And I think it would be fun, but mentally, and um, I don't know if I have that much patience. I yeah. mean, whew, we would, oh my God, to translate and... That's sometimes whole- he doesn't say nice things. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. Well, no, it's just... Uh, sometimes he sees those way things... Uh, it's a lot of energy. God, oh you have to have... You, it takes a lot of energy. And um, I don't know how much fun he would have just the two of them together with us. True. I think he would have to be like his one of his nephews or someone like that. But... <sighs> I don't know. I, he loves being the center of attention. Yeah. So he'd get such a kick out of going places and being this Italian and everyone, you know, and people throwing parties for him for my family or these things. But, um, oh, my gosh, he's just – he's gaji. Gaji's gaji. So you either, you either dig him or you don't. But uh, I think it's something we have to talk about. I ran it kind of by him in a roundabout way today. And um, his response was – he would like to go to America, yes, but at his age, there's just certain things you'll never do. Um, he can't take Rosanna because she packs three suitcases to go away, go to Sicily, where all you need is shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> um, and um, he doesn't want to go to New York because the big cities, the, he's not interested. He wants to go to Yellowstone and the, and like the Grand Canyon, and so Texas and Oklahoma would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And of course take him to the grand canyon um but it's so long the distances are so long and blah 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 blah. but he's a naysayer i I know and he's not a easygoing kind of guy yeah he's not a he's you'll if you're expecting to propose something to him and he'd be like that is a you should absolutely that's a great idea let's do it that is not his knee-jerk reaction ever no 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 that is not the godster um, but we'll see. Maybe we could, if we could think of something else, we would have to record it. Like we would have to oh, document it the like entire a documentary. Thing. 
he was talking about some reality show the other day and I said, we want to do a reality show of taking you to America. And we were saying this at Easter and his family was cracking up. They were just like, oh my God. I mean, and even just taking him to an Italian restaurant in America to see what... Why would we do that? To show... Like, no, I want to take the sadistic him- side of me to take him to see A, the prices, and he would be like, so disgusted. We'd have to take him to this like Buca de, de Beppo's or something really bad. Um, I want more- Or is that just mean? That's just... I just... just- <laughs> I want to take him to like um, quinta- what's like quintessential America, like food or a place, just like that has all the America a mall a mall a shopping mall. <laughs> That's for food court the whole shopping thing. mall in America. I mean, they kind of they have kind of malls here, but they're not you know there's not as many people as there are in America, so you don't have the grand scale to show them the uh, mall walkers, the people yes. that exercise by walking He'd around the mall. Be like, get a hoe and get in the garden. Get in the garden like, if you want. Is a shit talker. Like he loves it. So that's part of why it would be hysterical, and why I say you couldn't translate everything that he would actually be saying. But it or would be order a Coca Cola in a restaurant and have them bring the the giant cup of the vat of Coca Cola. Exactly. <laughs> or like going to Sarge's and having him order just a ham sandwich and it's three feet high oh, yeah <laughs> that's true well anyway so that was we were kicking around that idea the other day and if anyone has any suggestions for we don't have to take him on a trip i'd be very happy you can't buy he loves to hunt but buying him another rifle like another shotgun he's got well, a we, dozen shotguns we looked at trying to get him one of those cool like um uh, guns from he Dirty loves Harry. Dirty Harry. So we were going to try to get him Dirty Harry's three fifty seven Magnum. But this is in America. You can't just find. I mean, it, I'm sure it's possible. I don't have a gun permit, so I can't go online or go to a gun shop and order this gun and bring it here. Yeah, and think it's about not- it. It's an American buying a gun in Italy from another country, sending it back to Italy for someone else. Like, it sounds very... Well, no, you confu- can buy guns here, but pistols aren't as oh. easily available in Europe as they are in the, the States. We also, we might have mentioned this once before, but we looked into another one of his favorite actors is um, Chuck Norris, and we looked into getting a signed Chuck Norris. Okay. That's right. <laughs> can anyone guess if you email, if you go to Chuck Norris's, like, web page... Fan page. Can anyone guess what a Chuck Norris autograph? If you send him a self-addressed stamped envelope, guess how much it costs to get a Chuck Norris autographed photo? I don't know. Maybe- you got for those of you who are really curious and want to chuckle, just Google Chuck Norris autograph, like Chuck Norris, and he will come up. It's hundreds of dollars. It's ridiculous. He's got some. We thought maybe twenty-five bucks, like oh something, or or he's got a public. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't know he's he's making money like Pete Rose off of Jesus. I know. So no Chuck. No, no Chuck Norris photo for Gaji. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want, maybe it's gone up. I don't know. Google if anyone's he's hot. Really, I guess if really if anyone's really interested, Google that and you'll have a good laugh. Old Chuck Norris, one shot, one cue. <sighs> Gotta find something for him. <laughs> um, okay, we promised last one, last uh, podcast we talk a little bit about the sale of our business, and um, we've mentioned it in the last three podcasts. Probably podcasts, podcasts probably uh, that we are selling our agriturismo, and this is the last year. And uh, we'll let's talk about that for a moment. All right, so um, 
What does that mean, Ashley? Okay, so it means that we are selling the brand of La Tavola Marche and the activity, as it would be called here in Italy. So um, you would be getting the website and all of the um, social media side of it, bookings coming in, and we've got so we've got the business side, and then we have the property, and the property is for sale or lease for a long-term lease of. Um, like six years, I think, is a possibility. That's it? Well, um, I wasn't sure how much you want me to get into details. So, this, like, of the house? You want me to talk about the house? <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, you said, what does that mean? So, I just meant, that here's the what that means. <laughs> we, we, didn't, sal- we didn't practice this you're beforehand. You're a hell of a salesman. Well, you said, what does that mean? So, I'm saying there's two different things on the okay, table. Okay, okay. I see what you're I saying. I thought you were going to ask, like, probe me. Continue. Oh, probe you. <laughs> So um, we have what's called a simple agricultural society. There's basically – it's a partnership. So just like in other parts of the world, you can have like what's um, a limited liability corporation, which is called an SRL here. I don't know what that really stands for. Or you can have more of a simple kind of business is what we have. And um, that entity uh, is what you're, what you're really purchasing. So if you said, yes, that sounds like a great idea, Ashley and Jason, we would love nothing more than to own an agriturismo, run an agriturismo in Italy, then what you would do is you would create uh, a simple partnership like we have and call it whatever you want. Um, Ashley's, you know, Ashley's partnership, it really doesn't matter. Then that, is, then we would transfer La Tavola Marche to that entity. So you would be whatever Ashley's B and B doing business as La Tavola Marche. Pretty simple, right? Pretty straightforward. Um, the great part about that is you can take this and move it to say you hate Kakamone, too rural, too the road sucks, or it's too small, too small. You want to do it bigger, whatever. The, you can take this and apply it to any structure that meets the qualifications of an agriturismo in the region of La Marche. In the region of La Marche, and we can that is much deeper in what does an agriturismo actually. Basically, it's a you have to have a certain amount of land that's farmable. Farming has to be basically your main uh, objective, but. Um, which is not as difficult as you think. There are plenty of farmers around. If you don't want to be a farmer, which we are not full-on, you know, professional farmers. Yeah, Jason's not taking the tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just, you make, uh, you make um, deals with people around. Like our neighbor, Pierangelo, he farms the land, and that qualifies us as farming. Mm-hmm. It's much more complicated than that. And the Italian laws are written crazy, and that's why you need someone who helps you out, which is called a commercialista. And we've talked about that in many other podcasts. Many ones. You can go back and listen to the one. I think we did an interview with Fabio. We did an interview with Fabio and, how to, and, uh, small, and all about small businesses in Italy. Um, so where was I going with that? So you were, I think you were talking about the business side. Yes. Um, and then the great part about that is it's basically turnkey. Because, so, Ashley, why on earth would I pay you money when I can go to a commercially set and start up my own agriturismo all by my lonesome? Well, you certainly can, Jason. However, <laughs> if you would like to start having guests right away, buy our business. <laughs> um, no, it, you could certainly start your own and work your way up. It, it will take a few years to establish yourself in the industry. It will take a few years to get the right connections and um, to build a presence online. Um, so why not do a turnkey? Why not find a business that's already booming? And take over. Uh, 
<laughs> you sounded a little desperate. No, I just mean that it's um it's an opportunity for someone who is looking to what we kept saying when we moved here was we need to start making euro. So you move to Italy, you come with your dollars or whatever currency if you're from outside of Europe, and you need to start your business. That's the whole reason why you came here. So uh, let's be honest, we didn't make n- hardly anything our first two years. No, it, that's the it's truth. It's not. It's not easy. There's there's a lot of competition. In, there's in a life. lot of competition. And especially if you want to keep your business to yourself, meaning not sell it um, rooms to travel agents and things like that, it'll be a slower um, process to get um, guests. And where was I going with that? <laughs> um, so you can most definitely do that. However... Um, having a, buying a business. Oh, that's what I was saying that to start making euros, you came here to start a business. So if you're able to buy a business that is already established, you are able to start, um, going forward a hell of a lot quicker. Absolutely. Um, so it's been going well. We've had a bunch of people. Ashley has been doing interviews on different, uh, like podcasts and in different uh, publications, both on the web and in print. So we've gotten a lot of people who've been interested, and it's really, really funny because you can break them up into two very distinct categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that are, well, I guess you might have different titles for this, but I would say those who are truly interested in a entrepreneurial business type of point of view and those that are the lucky lose. The lucky lose are the tire kickers. Uh Uh-huh. And it's very easy to distinguish them because their questions are totally different. For example. Um, for example, is the house cold? That is now. If you listen to in all one those, of your first emails, if, to all those who, if, if you hear your question mentioned, we are poking fun because it's fun, funny to us. And uh, all those questions that we're using, we'll send you out a La Tavola Marque windbreaker. <laughs> Actually, no, there's no windbreaker, but uh, we get a lot, and some of them are funny. <laughs> these are these are really funny. Is the house cold? Well, if that's one of your first questions, I don't think we're on the same page. No. So uh, what's another funny one from uh, from a looky-loo? How long does it take to learn Italian? Oh, that's a good one. How long does it take to learn Italian? <sighs> However long you put into it. I don't know. Why are, We're talking about selling a business in a house and a legitimate um, business conversation. And I don't know how long <laughs> it will take you <laughs> To, to learn, learn Italian. Italian. <laughs> you should... <laughs> whatever. Um, oh, and uh, my personal favorite... Yes. Is... It is outside of my league financially. However, I would still love to see your books. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. We will send those over right away. I'm glad you that you... Uh, that you <laughs> preempted with... I'm never going to... I'm never going to buy your business. But I'd love to see what you make. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, so those are kind of the looky-loo questions, and it's easy to f- really figure out. And then you'll get someone who is serious where their first question will be. Um, what is your occupancy rate? You know, and when is the return on investment? What is the, What kind of growth have you seen in the region over the last five years? These are questions that serious people ask about who are serious about in getting to know your business. So if you are one of those people who are interested in moving to Italy, try to think about those questions. Do your research. Yes. The the easy ones like where are my kids going to go to school is something that you have to figure out on your own. I don't have children. There's a school down the road. I have no idea. Everyone looks like they're illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But, um, 
Yeah, if you're serious about buying a business, you ask serious questions. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that uh, it's – I don't know. We've never sold anything. <laughs> so this yeah. is – so this is, is the first time. And but it, it's interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a learning process for us as well. Um, so it's going well. Uh, we have several people who are really interested and in ask the, the questions that, that uh, we think are – legitimate legitimate and <laughs> makes us want to move forward with those people so it'll be good we'll see i hope it's i hope we sell it by the end of the it would be season. exciting also we never talked about the property what that entails mm. so the property is well if we, how much you do you have could... to go into the property if you go on our website it's all laid, every room is laid out and there's a thousand pictures that's true just go on the website <laughs> i thought you were trying to say i wasn't a good salesman so i was trying to go ahead and tell about it <laughs> oh, oh, oh no no no! you just you fizzled you started off strong before and then you fizzled out. i fizzled <laughs> i came at you hard you came at and you then hard. i lost it oh my goodness <laughs> but if any of you do have serious questions and not um silly ones <laughs> Feel free to email us or Skype, and um, we're happy to answer your questions. All right. Very good. Uh, anything exciting, interesting coming up in the next couple of weeks that you want to talk about? Um, well, nothing is set in stone, but I'm really excited to potentially be working with Colacy Beer on a marketing campaign. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. And Colacy is our local award-winning beer from Apecchio, and it is now available in Italy, as well as many other high-end Italian specialty stores across America. <laughs> um, but it's a great local beer that's made local um, of all of the local... Um, like their farm right there of the wheat and all of their harvest. And it's fantastic. And we take people up there for beer tours and tastings for our feel like a local Friday. Um, we serve their beer here at our farmhouse and use it in our pizza dough recipe. And, um, it's a great relationship we have with them. And I'm really excited of the potential of trying to help build their brand in the States. I think that could be really exciting. And, um, the craft brew, uh, artisanal beer, craft beer hasn't really, um, grabbed on in Italy as it has in other countries. It's starting. It's starting. And And so it's kind of exciting to see um, after, gosh, growing up in Seattle and being there for Red Hook and Henry Weinhardt's and always just being around um, a bit more craft beer and that culture and then watching it just explode in the States to now seeing it start to pick up. Not that I'm a – I love – I'm a – I like beer. I'm a beer drinker, but I'm not – you're not into it like you like you. You wouldn't grab a beer and over a glass of wine. No, Mama likes her, you know, <laughs> Mama likes her medicine. Chug, chug, chug. Um, but it's kind of exciting to see what the potential could be, and that there's such um, potential for growth in beer tourism, and the water quality here is excellent. So we're seeing more and more um, little micro breweries and home breweries pop up, and it's really fun to see. So I'm excited to be kind of part of it in a way and to share some of that with the states and um see where italy goes with it i don't want to shock anyone listening but italy is not as technologically (laughs) advanced on is uh, online as as other countries are it is not the kind of place where you can just kind of oh where do i need to find a blank and google it and at least in our area Correct. The website is not, or the social, or not social media, the um, online presence is not important, is not, they don't understand the value. Correct. So, um, we'll see. I'm excited to do something with Colacy. All right. Very good. Maybe I'll just get paid in beer, but I'll take it for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got... Oh, and then next week is April, I think April 12th. I'm not looking at a calendar, but is the Frog Festival in Fermignano. 
Oh, Festival Run. Uh-huh. So hopefully we'll go to that. We haven't been in a few years. Well, now you have to tell people, what, what do you mean the Frog Festival? So in one of our, between our farmhouse and um, kind of on the outskirts of Piobico, if you're driving to Urbino, Urbino, um, along the quote-unquote straight road, you'll pass through Fermignano. And Fermignano's a neat little town on the river. And they celebrate, I think it's weird. It's really weird. They like celebrate their independence from the Duke of Montefeltro, the Duke of Urbino. With this freaking frog festival, and I don't quite know what frogs have to do with freedom, but um, they, they, it's really funny. They dress in medieval costume. I know we've talked about it before because I've made, oh, sorry, Renaissance costumes, and I've made fun of Jason about it before, but here we go again. Um, and they have frogs. It's a um, wheelbarrow frog race. And the first time we went, you know, you just read about this in a little book and you're trying to translate it. And Jason... I thought they took frogs and and put wheelbarrows on them like a horse pulling a cart. <laughs> Jason had... Like, I thought they were tiny little, like, carts, carts that the frogs had to jump and pull. So we're at this festival. Jason hadn't ever mentioned this, by the way. We're at the festival and it's all happening and it's really... <laughs> Young men in uh, the costumes with a flat-bottomed wheelbarrow. This kind of, I don't know, more cart. Yeah. um, One-wheeled cart. And you put a frog on the middle of it. And then you have to run this cart through town and get to... It's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It really is kind of dumb. If your frog jumps off, you have to stop and put your frog back on. Yeah. And there's a veterinarian before the race to make sure that the frogs haven't been drugged so that they don't jump off. Like they didn't have lead put in them or um, sedatives and all of these things. It's hysterical. So as we're watching this race, my sister was here with us. She was in town and... And we're like, this is hysterical. I like, you know, so the frogs are jumping all over the place and stuff. And they have to go run and put them back on. And Jason looks all disappointed. He goes, it's just not what I thought. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he says, that's when he admits his um, wheelbarrow pulling frog grace. And we were like, oh, my God, how old are you? That would He's like, we'll, and we all agreed that would have been a sight to see for sure, too. It would have been way better. But and, it's it's, fu- it's really the, the the race is really just a reason for everyone to get together and eat. And there's usually two years ago, they did the uh, low flyby by the World War II Ooh, planes. Yeah, that one was really cool. And they also, the best part is just like the, you know, just like the Palio in Siena, it's the different neighborhoods competing against each other for this very prestigious frog race. And the, um, the best part is, is whoever's town, like a uh, town, um, Cortieri, like um neighborhood neighborhood wins that's the neighborhood you go to to eat what fried frog's legs it's either in fried frog's legs or frog's legs in the style of porchetta i mean umido they had them in uh stewed oh did they and so they eat what they celebrate which is hysterical i love that kind of side of it and also during that weekend they have the i forget what it's called um that big funny bicycle race with the big humongous front wheel yeah i forget those old-timey bicycles, like yeah, Ottocento like the, something. something. like the Charlie Chaplin bicycle. Yeah. So it's really cool because um, they'll have a few of those bikes out normally, too. But um, they'll always have the hawks flying over who have been practicing along our road all winter long, which was really cool. Yeah. So but, it's um, the season of festivals. The yeah, it's earth beginning. Is, yeah, the earth is waking up. Um, the people are waking up. The other uh, – on, on Easter Monday, we saw everyone hiking and walking. Yep. And so the uh, – 
the um, pop-ins will start. Oh my gosh, let it begin. Let the pop-ins begin, but it's nice. You better start baking. I know. I better. Start, I have no. We have nothing. I know. Here. Like, we need crostata. We, we need, need um, coffee. <sighs> we haven't done our provisions. Oh my gosh! And you guys, season. coffee is so expensive. But then we found out for in New York, it's way more. So we shouldn't even complain. No. Um, but I'm really excited for this to happen because it, everything's waking up and the season's starting and uh, winter's coming. Well, you wouldn't know it today, but winter's coming to an end and. We're ready to get to it. I know. It's time to get a little tan and get outside. No we still, t- no one, just a little update on the pool. Neither one of us have gotten in. No, not yet. <laughs> it, it, we still have I got it half drained. I have it half drained. I got the uh, the pump fixed, but. Uh, you did say to Luke the other day that you thought you would get in, and I didn't know if you were just being nice because you were talking to nice. other people. I was just being nice. I was hoping you were decla- declaring that it was going to be you. All right. Bring us home. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Short But Sweet podcast this week. Um, you can find us on latavlamarque.com, latavlamarque.blogspot.com. Oh, my gosh. And if you haven't already, don't oh, forget shoot. to vote for us for Savoir magazine. Let's talk. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. So it was true. I really was nominated. And if you go to savoir.com um, slash blog awards, you'll be taken right to the page for their awards for bloggers, which is pretty prestigious. Pretty pretty prestigious and um i still don't know how i'm on this list <laughs> but um what category are you in we are under best culinary travel coverage and it's the third category on the page I right? think, I it's something like that scroll down the page it's you'll about see desserts, the, the first third, all of this yeah. and we're number two la table marque and if you vote you can only vote once but we would sure appreciate a vote and um Oh, and my brother really wants a uh, – my brother is really pulling for us because he gets to go since they have this big gala in New York that we've been invited to, but we can't go. Um, my fat brother is would very – like to represent He us. would like to represent us, and he says he has a very good acceptance speech if, if we win, so – I'm sure it will be very uh, – I'm sure it won't be flattering towards us. <laughs> It'll say they're fat. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve this. But um, so, yeah, if you get a chance, please vote for us there. You'll see a link on our blog as well. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, all at Latavla Marque, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. If you want to shoot us an email about the business or about any questions or something to okay. talk about um, – pardon me? Bookings. Bookings. We're still open. We're ready. We're ready to rock and roll. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, give us a, shoot us an email. Info <laughs> at Latavla Marque. And you can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. A S H L E Y B A R T N E R. All right. How do you spell it? I already did. Nope. Latavla Marque. I did. Oh. L A T A V O L A M A R C H E. Sorry, I was looking at all the cats. I know we have a piggy pile. Everyone's sleeping. All right. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast. We never talked about a uh, song, so if there is a song, it is a surprise to all of us. (laughs) I will have to go find one right now, but I'm sure it will be lovely. Enjoy. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao.
the love I need Maybe more than enough Oh, darling, darling, darling Walk a while with me got so much, so much, so much. Sentire media. 
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.